The world around us is one of infinite mystery, and with every question we answer, new curiosities ignite. Join me on a journey as we delve into philosophy's biggest questions, from the nature of reality to the meaning of life. This is The Smile Project. In the 19th, in the 19th century, with the rise of must grant that from the moment they take on a popular form, they become something other, something other than what they were as hypothesis of scientific Kyoda, Selamu Alikum. Bonjour. Greetings. In this podcast, we will be investigating the cultural phenomenon of languages. The focus of this inquiry will be centered on whether or not we should be preemptively preserving less spoken languages, or whether the world would be a better place if we all spoke the same language. There are many facets to this discussion, and many compelling arguments on either side of it. But is there a right answer? Let's explore this question together. Before we can effectively begin unpacking the value of languages in today's society, we must first learn a bit about the history of languages, which is actually a little harder than you might think. You see, it's impossible to accurately describe the first formal language spoken, as there's no definitive record of when and where the first language emerged. The earliest languages were likely spoken by humans tens of thousands of years ago, and, as a result, there are no written records or other artifacts that could provide a complete picture of these languages. With that said, some linguists believe that the first formal languages may have emerged in early human societies as a way to communicate complex ideas and abstract concepts, such as sharing of knowledge about tools, hunting, and gathering techniques. These early languages likely included simple grammatical structures and vocabulary that were specific to the needs of the particular community in which they were spoken. Over time, however, as human societies became more complex and interconnected, languages evolved to become more sophisticated, with more complex grammatical structures and larger vocabularies. Written records and other forms of documentation eventually emerged, allowing for preservation and transmission of language across generations and geographic boundaries. Today, there are thousands of different languages spoken around the world, each with their own unique grammar, vocabulary, and cultural significance. While the origins of these languages remain the subject of ongoing research and debate, it is clear that language has played a central role in the development and evolution of human societies over the course of human history. In science, we are always looking for hard evidence and clear patterns or trends to help inform research. Let's jump into some case studies that provide us with a little more grounding for our discussion. 
In terms of spoken language, the earliest evidence comes from the study of comparative linguistics, which allows researchers to trace the development and evolution of different language families over time. By comparing similarities and differences between languages, linguists are able to reconstruct the features of proto-languages, which are hypothetical linguistic ancestors of modern languages. One example of a proto-language is Proto-Indo-European, which is believed to have been spoken around 4000 to 2500 BCE in the Pontic-Caspian steppe region of Eastern Europe and Western Asia. This language is believed to be the ancestor of many modern European and South Asian languages, and its features have been reconstructed through comparative linguistics and the study of early written records. One of the oldest known examples of written language is the Sumerian cuneiform script, which was used by the ancient Sumerians in Mesopotamia around 3200 BCE. This script was used primarily for record keeping and administrative purposes, and included symbols that represented words, syllables, and sounds. Other ancient texts, such as Egyptian hieroglyphics, the Chinese oracle bones, and the Indus Valley script, also provide insights into the development of early written languages. These scripts, however, were used primarily for religious and ceremonial purposes, as well as for record-keeping and communication between individuals and groups. Now that we know a little more about how languages began, we can start to piece together one side of our argument. Let's first look at the benefits of planet Earth hypothetically transitioning to a future in which one global language prevails. We'll break this section up into five main points. They are as follows. Improved communication, increased efficiency, greater cultural exchange, easier access to information, and finally, more effective international organizations. Let's first look at how a global language could improve communications. Having one global language would greatly improve communications between people from different countries and cultures. This could lead to increased understanding, collaboration, and cooperation in various fields such as business, science, and diplomacy. It would also negate the many misunderstandings that inevitably occur through translated communications. In Aotearoa, New Zealand, for example, our founding document is called Titiriti o Waitangi, or the Treaty of Waitangi, and is to this day the centre of much controversy and contention. Some of these concerns centre on the translation inconsistencies noted between the Te Reo, or Māori language version of the document, and the English written one. The next point to consider is how one global language would increase communication efficiency in many areas, such as transportation, trade, and education. It would eliminate the need for translation services and make it easier for people to communicate and interact across borders. 
By adopting a global language, humanity could also utilize greater cultural exchange. This could lead to increased understandings and appreciations of different cultures, as well as the preservation and promotion of cultural diversity. A global language would also make it easier for people to access information from around the world. This could be particularly beneficial in fields such as science, medicine, and technology, where access to the latest research and development is crucial. And finally, moving to a global language would make it easier for international organizations, such as the United Nations, to operate more effectively. It would eliminate the need for translation services and allow for more clearer and efficient communication between member states. Now look, all of these prospects are great, but honestly, we've just scratched the surface of this discussion. Before we can determine which viewpoint is more beneficial to our world as a whole, we must first look at the other side of the argument. So then, what do we lose by adopting one global language? Well, as it turns out, quite a lot. So in an effort to develop a balanced counter-argument to these questions, let's look at the five main points that oppose global language adoption. Let's start by talking about the potential loss of linguistics and cultural diversity that would likely occur as a result of a mass-scale adoption of one global language. This would mean that minority languages and dialects could become endangered or extinct, and cultural traditions and identities could be eroded. As we've already touched upon, the links between languages and cultural identity are often indiscernible from one another. In the science of organisms, we call this concept a symbiotic relationship. Essentially, this describes a relationship where one organism depends on the other for its survival, and vice versa. Through the use of this analogy, we can begin to infer the effects of severing the link between language and culture. Another concern that arises when considering this debate is the idea of linguistic imperialism. The adoption of a global language could be seen as an act of linguistic imperialism, where the language and culture of a dominant group are imposed on the other cultures and communities. Other than inventing an entirely new language, which would be a highly ineffective method of increasing global communications, one language of the thousands that exist already would have to be chosen as the superior language to learn. And who are we to decide what language that should be? The adoption of one global language could also lead to unequal power dynamics between speakers of the global language and speakers of other languages. Those who speak the global language fluently may have an advantage in education, employment, and other areas, while those who do not speak it may be at a disadvantage. But that's not all we have to ponder. We also have to think about how global language could negatively impact the identity and community of speakers of minority languages and dialects. These individuals may feel pressured to abandon their native language and adopt the global language, which could lead to a loss of cultural identity, 
community cohesion and significantly impact the well-being of such communities. Finally, even if it was collectively decided that adopting a global language was the path to a brighter future, the process itself would require a significant amount of time, effort, and resources. And that's without even taking into account the resistance that would inevitably arise to oppose such a change from individuals and communities who value their native languages and cultures. So, what have we discovered? Should we be preemptively working to preserve less spoken languages? Or would the world be a better place if we all spoke the same language? As far as our investigation is concerned, our conclusion is that the preservation of language is important. More so than the potential benefits of globalizing language. And here's why. We believe that a significant part of the human experience boils down to discovering your identity and celebrating your uniqueness. Languages, at least to us, seem to play an integral role in this process. They help us connect to our pasts and enable us to teach and learn from one another in exceptional ways. We also believe that with the power of technology, we could see the best of both of these worlds vivified through the means of real-time translation devices. And perhaps working towards a future like that is the real answer.